0: This type of debt involves borrowing money to invest in assets, not liabilities, that are expected to appreciate in value over time. It could be something such as real estate or stocks or other investments, but the idea is that the returns from the investment will exceed the cost of the debt, generating a net gain and so then you as the investor, you're gonna have a cash flow positive from that eventually. Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I wanna welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Hi again everybody and welcome back. I am really, really excited to bring you today's podcast episode and first a shout out and a welcome to all of our new podcast listeners. Welcome to the Family Business Podcast. This is where we talk about everything financial and especially those things that lead us to residual income, passive income, getting us closer and closer to that freedom lifestyle that we all deserve. So with that being said, let's talk about becoming debt free. Now if you already have a residual income or a passive income or you're building a second stream or an additional stream of residual income, that's amazing. And I think that for those people that are on that track, becoming debt free is something that is really in the horizon for you if it's not already there. But before I go through the five or six characteristics that I find in all people that have gotten to that point where they can live a debt-free life, let's talk about debt that can actually help you build your wealth, because there is such a thing as good debt. So let's start off with the good debt, and then we'll go into the characteristics after we get through that. So there is a type of debt that can be considered good, quote unquote, when used strategically to build wealth. This is commonly referred to investment debt, or some people call it leverage debt. Either one fits the bill. This type of debt involves borrowing money to invest in assets, not liabilities, that are expected to appreciate in value over time. It could be something such as real estate or stocks or other investments. But the idea is that the returns from the investment will exceed the cost of the debt generating a net gain and so then you as the investor, you're gonna have a cash flow positive from that eventually. So an easy example of this is a person who's gonna take out a mortgage to purchase a rental property that's gonna generate rental income, which can then be used to pay off the mortgage, generate additional cash flow, and similarly, it could be a person borrowing money to invest in a diversified portfolio of stocks or mutual funds or index funds which are expected to generate higher returns than the interest paid on the debt. Well, although I think it kind of goes without saying, I think it's important to note that investment debt carries risk, and you should only use this strategy if you have a solid understanding of what the underlying investments are, whether that's real estate, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, index funds, or whatever it is that you're investing in. And you have to be comfortable with those potential risks because I think it's crucial that the debt is manageable by you even if the investment is not appreciating immediately. You don't want this to put an undue strain on your finances. So everyone go into this with caution, but at the same time know that it's a very powerful strategy. And if you don't have someone to get advice from Uh, You know, a licensed professional, someone that's done this before, obviously you wanna do your due diligence ahead of time before you go into any of these kind of, um, I would say higher risk investments only because you're borrowing in order to invest, you're not using your own funds. So if it was me and I was to buy a piece of real estate and rent it and eventually I would wanna wait until that property value increased, What I could do at that point is because of the increase in value I could go back to the bank or mortgage company and I could say look I want a re-evaluation on this property because it's worth more now than it was when I originally took out the loan and then let's just say the property appreciated by 20%. That additional 20% can be refinanced and that money can be taken out as a loan as a cash out refinance part of the loan There's no taxes due, income taxes due on that money because it is borrowed money and it has, you're carrying interest on it. However, that money can be used to be reinvested once again, whether that's in additional real estate or any of the other investments that I had mentioned here earlier. This strategy is commonly referred to as leveraging in real estate investing. And I think it can be a very effective way to build passive income over time. So the idea of using um, you know equity in one property to purchase additional properties is not new. I mean, this has been around for a long time. I know that you know you guys have heard me talk about Robert Kiyosaki in his book Rich Dad Poor Dad, and he talks a lot about this, um, using that dead money in a property. Dead money meaning money that's not being used; it's just sitting there in the equity, in the in, in taking it out of the bricks and mortar, so to speak, and putting it to work for you and making it money that is actually going to build wealth over a period of time. This is very, very exciting, so I, uh, I really probably could spend more time, but there's so many things I wanna to get to in this particular episode explaining that, but I think you get the gist of it. So as you continue to leverage your real estate investments, you can potentially increase your passive income and build wealth through the appreciation of the underlying assets. This can be particularly effective in a rising real estate market when property values are increasing over a period of time. So this is not something that you do for a short-term game. This is not like flipping a home, uh, you know, fixing it up and flipping it and, and making profit immediately. This is more of a longer-term game. So um, as you continue to leverage your real estate investments, um, you can potentially increase your income and build wealth through the appreciation Uh, as I had said. So overall, leveraging can be a solid strategy for building passive income over time, but it's important to approach it carefully with a solid understanding of the risks and potential rewards that are involved. These properties can be used as collateral for loans, allowing you as the owner to access cash without having to sell the property. The interest paid on the loans are often tax-deductible, which can further reduce the um, tax burden that you would have on the property and on the profits from the property, the cash flow. So another strategy um, is using stock options. Many companies offer stock options as part of their compensation package, and if you're in a position where you have stocks or stock options, those assets can be exercised and then you can sell them for a solid profit or you can use them to fund other investments or pay expenses because this income is considered a capital gain rather than earned income which is typically a lower tax rate let's talk about another strategy cash value life insurance which you've heard me talk about if you've been on this podcast for any period of time you can also borrow money against your Cash value life insurance. If it's a permanent policy and it's growing and it's building cash value, these policies allow a policyholder to accumulate cash over a period of time, which can be borrowed against or withdrawn as needed. Now, I particularly like to borrow it if there is a clause within the policy that allows you to borrow it either at extremely low interest. When I say low, I'm talking 2% or less or zero interest, and that's called a zero wash loan, which is one, th- that's the one that I'm most fond of, that's what I look for in a policy when I'm putting something like that together for a client. The interest paid on these loans is obviously a lot lower than it would be if you were to borrow the money straight out, uh, just using you know a, a non-collateral loan, because you're actually using your death benefit in the policy as collateral with the insurance company, and if it's done right, the insurance company is actually loaning you money out of their general fund, not your own money. So your money is still in the policy working, and if that's attached or uh, it follows an index, which um, you know, very attractive option for most people, especially in a rising, uh, you know, environment, rising interest rate environment, you're going to see a little bit of an arbitrage between how much you're paying and how much you're getting. And if you've got that zero interest loan, it's going to be much more in your favor. So there are some powerful borrowing strategies there. It's worth noting that all of these strategies are legal, they're ethical, they're not considered tax evasion or any kind of illegal activity. So um, you know, many times when I talk about this with people, they're like, is this legal? And I know they say it somewhat in just, but at the same time, they're still asking, can I do this and not get in trouble? and the absolute answer is yes this is exactly how it is done the way i'm describing it here for you on this podcast so it's important uh, you know that you have someone that has done this before that's advising you and you've talked to your uh, you know tax professional or financial advisor whoever it is that you're working with this is something that when i work with my coaching clients my uh, my team that i have or with any of the people that come to me as clients through referrals I make sure they have a solid understanding of this before we move forward with it and they understand every single step of the way what it is that they've got themselves into and how to utilize it as a tool to help them build wealth. Um, Okay, it's time to move on and talk about some of the characteristics that I have recognized as solid characteristics for people that have debt-free mindset and have become debt-free because these people... Honestly, and you could be one of them, tell me if I'm describing you as I start to describe this, this, these attributes, if you will, of a debt-free person. Debt-free people have a clear vision of what it is they want to achieve financially and set specific goals to get there. They stay focused on their goals and make choices that align with those goals. Financially, this is something that I think most people miss because they plan other things in their lives, but they don't plan their financial life as disciplined as they plan other things. And I think that's the second attribute is being disciplined. Debt-free people are willing to make sacrifices and delay gratification. Have you heard that before from me? In order to achieve their financial goals, they stick to a budget and they avoid overspending because it's important to them. And I'm not saying you can't go out and live your life. I'm just saying if debt-free is the goal, then you've got to make some sacrifices along the way. And debt-free is a great place to be. These people are typically very patient. They understand that becoming debt-free is not going to happen overnight. It's a long-term process that requires persistence and dedication. And they stay committed to that goal. And you know, even when the progress is just, it seems like it's like at a snail's pace. It's just inching along You stay committed to it and you're proactive. There's another, uh, you know, really important trait. You're proactive and you take responsibility for your own financial situation. So you're actively seeking out solutions to problems. You're not just sitting by and letting life happen to you. You're not being passive or reactive. You're being very, very proactive. Um, Another trait that most debt-free people share is that They are somewhat satisfied with what they have and they do not constantly feel like they need to accumulate more. Now, I'm not saying it's bad to want beautiful things and travel and do all those things. All I'm saying is that you have to be grateful for the things that you have and stop just comparing yourself to other people and to other situations because everyone is at a different stage. Just stay organized. There's another trait for you: stay organized and stay on track with your finances. Stay on top of your bills and your payments. Make sure you're not taking on more debt um, just by accident, signing up for things that you don't necessarily need or you just want for the minute. Um, you know, one of the apps that I use constantly, especially when I'm on the net and trying to. Um, you know, find things that I like and don't like and they have you sign up for these free trials. How many times have you signed up for a free trial and then you continue to uh, have it ding your credit card after the free trial for months and months until you finally realize you didn't need it or want it anymore? I use an app called privacy.com, which is, (laughs) I think it's a really cool app because it's tied to your credit card, but it's um, a different credit card number for each purchase that you make. And you can set a limit on it or a time frame on it so you don't have to think about it once you put your credit card number in that it's just going to keep getting dinged. It doesn't happen and you're notified by them by uh, via text whenever someone tries to um, use that particular credit card number that you use for that transaction. So I use that often when I'm signing up for a free trial for something just to make sure that I like it before I actually put a, a long-term credit card on there. That's just a, another little tip. This is something that I think is um, one of the characteristics that is most important and that is keeping track of those finances and staying on top of your bills and payments. Very very important for managing your money, that you're not disorganized or forgetful. And last but not least, and you guys are going to love this, it's it's about self-confidence. Debt-free people have a strong sense of self-worth, they don't rely on material possessions or the approval of other people to feel good about themselves. They're confident in their ability to achieve their goals, and they don't let little setbacks or failures discourage them. That's the key right there. That's gonna get you long-term where you wanna go. So guys, it's important for me to get across to you these attributes of becoming debt-free and then using debt to actually build your wealth, as I talked about earlier in this episode, Because that is what truly is going to set you free and give you that freedom lifestyle that we talk about so much on here. I know a lot of you have been commenting on um, my social media, uh, the family business uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And we even have a TikTok channel now, which uh, shout out to Justin, my son, who's pushed me to do that and put more content out on social media. And I love doing it. It's just one of those things that was outside of my comfort zone, <laughs> but now it's uh, it's getting in my comfort zone, and it's getting better. And we're doing some revamping of the of the website right now, and just making it a little bit more easy to navigate. And for that reason, I think we're gaining lots of new followers and listeners to the podcast. And I'm going to end by saying, if you enjoyed today's content, and you have people that you love and that you want to hear this same message. It means the world to me for you to pass on this information to other people, pass on the podcast, tell them, hey, listen to this guy. He might have some things that will help you get to where you need to go. That means so much. And, uh, of course, anytime you uh, you know get involved and talk to us on social media and make uh, comments and questions on our social media, that, that's a world of uh, help as well, getting this message out to more people. We appreciate your generosity in that area. So with that being said... That's today's episode. we got some really exciting things coming up next week. I have a guest, and then I was a guest speaker on another podcast, which I'm going to rebroadcast eventually at some point. So I'm very, very excited about what's happening right now. Glad to be back in the States. Yes, it was a wonderful trip to Fiji, but it's nice to be on home ground again, and I love it, and I look forward to talking to you all soon. Until then, we'll see you on the beaches of the world. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to the familybusiness.info forward slash call, and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us I leave you with this in life you don't get what you deserve you get what you believe plan and expect let's do this